0: The Wellness Pathfinder takes a discovery journey along body, mind, and soul. Hello, I hope that you are all very well. Now, coming from a creative arts background, I like using analogies and metaphors to describe, explain or understand life's events, not just for me, but for others. Many of us have heard or used the phrase hug the monster, and this metaphor has played a a big part in my life since I was young. There are other books with a similar message. You know, I think I've heard the book, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. This one comes to mind. But right now, I wanted to talk about hugging your monster. What is the monster? Well, I believe that there are two kinds. The first one, that's the one that as a child, you might remember what you were like when you saw a scary picture. Maybe you watched something on the TV that made you cover your head with a blanket, hide behind the sofa, or abandon your bed that night and go and sleep with your parents or your siblings. Now, as an adult, we know that those monster characters are figments of imagination created for entertainment, even if they still make us, you know, make the hairs on our arms stand up or have us, send us screaming or scare us out of our shoes, we still know that they're not real. The second kind of monster, well, this is one that is more interested in having a a sort of a permanent role in our lives. It's not happy to engage with us just now and then, where it scares us from time to time to, to provide us with entertainment. No, the second monster represents that place where we encounter big obstacles in life that create a level of entertainment for the monster as it watches and, you know, tries to prevent us from working out how to overcome the obstacle. In this place, the threshold, your threshold, my threshold of anxiety is at its top level, making the experience of facing any challenge unbearably uncomfortable. And because of this, you have things like sleepless nights, knots in your stomach, stiff muscles and joints, dull headaches, and even a weak bladder. And yes, these symptoms often happen as part of life's general activities, but there are often signs that your greedy monster is there in the background, pushing to come forward and take up a bigger space and a more impressive room in your body. So what does your monster look like and when does it try and take over? Do you recognize when your monster's back, knocking at the door, dragging its overfilled heavy suitcase behind it and asking for somewhere to to sort of to hang out? It's got no shame. And as far as, you know, nerves are concerned and the, ner- and the monster having any nerves, well, it doesn't have any because it's living on yours, or at least it plans to if you welcome it in. Unsupervised, your monster is free to do its best work, planting any sort of negative seeds of uncertainty, anxiety and doubt. Don't do this or don't do that. It would be it will all end badly. There are better people out there for the job. I wouldn't do that if I were you. How are you going to manage? This is dangerous that's very risky. you can you you know you can't do that. It's never been done before. It's impossible. All these things all these these messages, these sounds well all these in sort of inner chatters going on. There really is little room to live without feeling controlled by this monster. At this point, it would be easy for me to just say, ignore it, don't give in to your monster, be aggressive with it. But actually, this second type of monster originates from our fight or flight mechanism. So we don't want to get rid of it completely. Instead, If we work to reduce its more damaging characteristics and strengthen its best side, its best elements, we prevent our monster from becoming out of control and behaving badly, yet allow it to freely express the valuable elements for us, like good instinct and intuition. Some might call this a collaboration of some sort. With these points in mind, You can now take a detailed look at the things you'd like to do. That project that you've thought about starting but have put off for a long time. Why is it still calling you? How long has this dream been there in your mind? How would you feel if you went ahead and things didn't go as expected? Or how would you feel if this plan, this thing remained a dream that you never followed up. When a strong vision remains present after answering these questions and there is still this energy and this feeling that there's more to do and there's more you'd like to do, I believe that there is one other question that you can ask and probably the one that would start things off for you. And that question is, how do I make my dreams and the things I want to do possible? First of all, being aware of the things that usually trigger or feed our monster can give us the advantage because in advance we can factor in the tools that will help us avoid situations and feeling overwhelmed or out of our depth along the way. For me, living with multiple sclerosis and managing a few things like a reduction in mobility, I can now admit that initially I fought against and didn't really accept the need to revise my dreams and embrace a life of more structure and planning over the old me that was completely spontaneous. But as day-to-day life and other events came and went, I felt restricted and that restriction grew and i no longer viewed opportunities as being within my reach it took a while for me to form a healthy collaboration with my monster and i'm so glad that i did because planning new or challenging events to you know that took me out of my comfort zone was a really valuable exercise to follow especially as it allowed me to identify any pitfalls and resolve a number of nag- sort of nagging questions early on. I mean the way I look at it no one knows for sure what will happen on any journey in life so it's fair to say that we're all stepping into the unknown every day and subconsciously hugging our monster in the process and we often think that only the complicated or in-depth ideas need to be talked through written down or planned, but actually, anything that comes as a challenge for us to personally achieve, whether big or small, is definitely worth a greater, you know, sort of greater attention. Now, today, it's now more important than ever that we develop effective ways and abilities to adapt in our rapidly changing environment. To do this, we usually need to be creative and open to new ways of living or doing things. There is also something extremely empowering about hugging our monster when we step off a familiar road and take an alternative, less known route to initiate new ways or desire, you know, all those desired opportunities. So I really believe that we can hug our monsters without being seriously mauled along the way, as long as we factor in those elements, those places that need to be considered, those places that we need to protect ourselves and do our homework and think about all the processes along the way. Thanks for listening. Bye bye.